0: listening to the artist access podcast with casey james these interviews were created to give you an in-depth all-access glimpse into the lives of the artists and musicians in the texas music industry be sure to check out the full video versions of the interviews on the playlist youtube page at youtube.com slash the now buckle up let's get you backstage for that all-exclusive interview with casey james casey take it away
1: Dirks is the one that's climbing on speakers and jumping off, slinging his green hair. (laughs) Willie's the quiet one. Outside, in public, he's quiet, and he plays the drums, thanks, walks off, he's 11. I just have all the faith in the world in both of them.
0: How did, how did you balance being like a dad and being on the road, you know, and doing, you know, doing ragweed and being on the road? How did you balance
1: that lot? Back then I didn't. It, it made me crazy, it made me drink a lot. Uh, I missed my kids, and I missed them. I missed like key moments. I remember making the bus very, very late for departure one night because I said, I'm not leaving until this kid walks. And I stayed there and I watched him walk three steps across the living room, I was like, all right, time to go. But I wanted to be home more. And we really could have been, because we were, you know, we were selling good tickets and making good money and, but when The Departed started, I had to set rules for myself. Not anybody, I didn't tell anybody there's a rule, but I just told myself and my wife, I was like, you know, don't do as many. But you know, I get people ask me, the recording? is like, no, but I'm writing. And eventually has to be right now I'm just raising my kids. You know, I don't, I feel like I, like I have 25 years of music I can live with, and if I put a record out this year, I do, if I don't, I'll put one out next year. But I don't want to miss anything. I don't want to miss their gigs, now they have gigs. You know, I want to be there for the, the first time somebody famous walks in and sees them, you know.
0: My buddy from that band Cross Canadian Ragweed, Cody Canada, he named his son Dirks, and Dirks is here tonight and he is a damn good guitar player. Dirks Canada is going to get up on stage with this first song. So what's that like, uh, just having your boys follow your footsteps in and, and, and music, you know? Is that what you always wanted?
1: I wanted it, I didn't push it. I mean, I, I have guitars hanging all over the house and basses hanging up and and a drum kit, and but I never really said you have to do this. And then we went to see Steve Miller and that was really one of mine. That was what kind of the gateway drug for me was Steve Miller. And I saw the light in their eye just ignite and uh, can we start taking lessons? Like, yeah, I mean, they didn't want to take from me and I couldn't teach, you know, I can show somebody a chord, but nobody wants their dad to tell them what to do, you know? And I get it, at first I had my fans hurt, but, but I got over it, and um, then just started letting them learn on their own. And then they would come and say, what's this chord? Or I'd hear them do something, it's like, hey, when you're ready for me to teach you that chord you're missing, let me know. Try not to be an ass, you know? I left for about a 60 day run. And have a, this is my oldest son, Dirks. Willie's the drummer. And Dirks has his own band, Willie's playing at the school band, with the School of Rock band, and, um, Dirk said, I can't tune this guitar low enough because he wanted to play Slipknot and Korn. Mm-hmm. It was Korn I was all about. Slipknot is like, you're making me feel old, dude. <laughs> <laughs> just screaming and cussing. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I said, but it's because it's a baritone guitar. He goes, I want one of those. I said, well, I have one. And you can borrow it, but you know I need to take it back on the road because I use it every night. And I come home and the kid learned two bands, complete catalog. And that's when I knew he was serious, and I said, well, I mean, now the guitar is yours, I can't take it. I mean, I'll have to go buy another one for me, unless you want me to buy you another one. But, I mean, that's, you just, you just put your nose to it and you learned it. Within 60 days, you learn two catalogs of bands that have been around for over 20 years. And Willie, he always talks about, he goes, well, I just want to play drums with you. Well, I got a drummer. And he's like, well, a lot of people have two drummers. I yeah. said, well, you're 11. Let's see what happens, you know. And then, you know, I met my wife 22 years ago, and she had the same passion and drive that I did. And I was like, do it until you can't do it.
0: What's uh, a woman like Shannon mean to you now that, you know, you've been together for so long and she has that same passion as you do? What's that, what's that mean to you, just having her by your side all these years?
1: There's a lot of times that I think that she sh- probably should have just walked away. I mean, there, there were times that still to this day I'll say no to things. She's like, you really shouldn't say no. I was like, but I don't feel it. You know, I'm not going to go do this gig because there's a dollar sign over it. If it doesn't seem like it's gonna be my kind of thing, then I'm not gonna do it because that's being phony. And she supports that. And then, once that gig passes and we hear a word from other people, it's like, man, that's, that gig sucked. And, like, and but she also, 21 years into this, she, she doesn't have to ask me 95% of the gigs, like, do you wanna do this? She just says yes or no, because she, she knows I'll do it. But I mean, I couldn't do it without her.
0: What's something that you're trying to, uh, you know, teach your sons uh, in music? Are you trying to teach them anything, like as far as like, um, you know, about being a musician?
1: The one thing I don't have to teach them, which is really the main, a lesson, I guess, is be nice and be honest because nobody likes a liar and nobody likes an asshole. And both of my kids, I'm bragging, as I should. Yeah. They, they don't have a bad bone. They really don't. They're nice. They're polite. They're sweet to kids. They're sweet to their elders. And when it comes to people at the school, other kids that they don't really get along with, they just play their part and move on. Right now with Dirks, you will kill me. But right now with him, it's just picking your stuff up. You know, it's as soon as you're done, break your stuff down. And he tells me, you know, well, I've seen you not do it. It's like, well, I. It's a little different. I've been doing it for 25 years, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I will as soon as everybody leaves the bar, but if I go back in to break down, I'm going to be in there for two more hours. Exactly. You know, but, but you need to break stuff down to make sure everything's in place. And But that, that's really it. Just, just be good at what you do. You don't want to be perfect. Just be good.
0: Hey, you hear about that band, Cross Canadian Ragweed? Yeah, big fan of that band. Like them a lot. Yeah, they rock. Buddy, I can you describe a time in your career that um, was the hardest to keep going? You know, and what, then what kept you going? You know? What what's something that kept you going?
1: I think the hardest part was being gone so much. And at any moment we could have put the brakes on. But I felt like that this is what we were supposed to do. And one more gig was one gig closer to home. And um I don't know, I, I guess we should have tapped the brakes, I think it probably would have saved the band. Um, but then again, right now I'm happier than I ever was, even when I was 25 years old and hanging from the rafters, you know? But um, I don't know, I, I've always been the guy that if it gets down and gloomy and sad, then I have a reason to, to do it to, to, again. I have a reason to get out of a hole. It can't get any shittier, so it's gonna get sunnier, you know? So, I don't know. It's just, there's always been a drive. Well, uh,
0: and, uh, as we close, Cody Canada, you are a true inspiration to uh, musicians, you know, all over. And uh, we appreciate you sitting down with us. Yes, sir. Thank you. Um, is there anything that, you know, as we close, is there anything that you would say to any young artist or band starting out? Um, that's just, you know, plug in their guitars and their amps. Is there anything that you can tell them to you know, inspire them to keep going?
1: Really, what uh, I'd said earlier, you know, honesty. Was the number one don't be an asshole my hero when i was growing up was ian moore and i met him at a show in stillwater oklahoma and he said and i said dude you're really nice he goes did you expect me not to be and i was like i didn't and he said there's enough assholes in this industry we don't need any more and he said for somebody he goes how old are you and i'm like well i'm 17 not supposed to be in here and he's like well, for people like you, because you play my songs, don't you? It's like every night. He said, "There you go." You know, so I mean, just being honest with people and being nice to people—that's all you can do. Every time I see somebody being mean to an artist, being mean to people, like man, eventually you're not going to have anybody to play for. Because, and I've been a jerk. I have been. I've been grumpy, you know. i been. I remember a guy threw a shoe on stage one night in Omaha, and I threw it on the third bout. there's was a three-story, I threw it up, and he come to the bus, banging on the door, I wanted his shoe back. I said, you threw it at me, so I threw it away. And he goes, you're an asshole, you're an asshole to your friends. Like, dude, I'm about to show you asshole. <laughs> and I was, yeah. but, I mean, it's just not, it's not hard to be nice to people, you know. And even when people are are rude, you just walk away. I mean, it, a lot of people are looking for you to be a jerk. So just be nice to people, that's all you gotta do. And if they're an asshole, walk away, you know? Hi, I'm Herb Sutton. welcome to the show. On this show, I'm very happy to say, I have Canadian ragweed, how you guys doing? If you're a songwriter that writes from the heart, then you have to have a therapy session. You have to let people in. You have to let people know. Like, man, there's days that I hear voices in my head. There's days that I I just want to cry all day. Or There's days that I just want to walk into some place and just beat the shit out of somebody because they said one thing the last time I was here, you know? I mean, there's... But don't do all that. <laughs> but write it, put it in a song, you know? I Anger's been the best co-pilot for me when it comes to writing because I, I don't want to go around being mad and punching people. I'd rather put it on a record and it lasts forever, you know. You can punch somebody once, but you put it on a record, it's gonna last a long time. <laughs> they talked about Savannah, sweet old Alabama, How we miss the way she always smile i coming back soon by the harvest moon if I have to walk every mile on my knees maybe, maybe I miss your loving maybe I miss your kiss just a little bit maybe I miss your body lying on legs tonight a little too much.
0: It's been a while, I know it's, it's been, been a while, while but we back. We back We bro. back with some mother fire! With the Godfather, let me sit here in a second, bump my khakis out for the Godfather, hey. bump my khakis out. Hey. Was that some Gatorade you got? You got some Gatorade? You getting Gatorade. hydrated? that's that Gatorade. That's that Gatorade? Gatorade. Alright, Bobby Boucher, we're about to go Gatorade. Yeah, Let's get it. Hey. Thank you for listening to Artist Access with Casey James. Be sure to follow Casey and The Playlist on all their social media accounts to keep up with what's coming next. Artist Access with Casey James is powered by The Playlist.